Pretty Great Request, where two college professors take a second look at questions and answers from around the internet, and from you, the listener. My name is Professor Will McBurney. What? Wait, wait, where is he? Where, where, where is, where is Sheriff? He's, he's gone. Uh, it's just me this week, so we realized we'd got to the end of the week, neither of us were really up for recording a full episode this week, so this is going to be one of our single professor mini-episodes, and today... I want to talk about morality in video games. So one of the things that can emerge when we're playing heavily story-driven games is often there's an emphasis on choice. The player reaches a juncture, they fork in the road. They can go left, they can go right, but they have to make a decision. That has ramifications. And really, when you get down to it, Games are all about a set of interesting choices. These don't need to be narrative. For example, if you're playing, say, um, Overwatch, the interesting, the first interesting choice you make is which, which character am I going to play, given the map, given what I know about say, my team and the enemy team. You know, what interesting choice? Do I go down this hallway or do I try to flank around the side? With story, we can have interesting choice in the standpoint of we're presented with something that will affect the world around us, and we make a decision uh, that takes us down one path. Now, one of the classic quintessential examples of this is Bioware, as a company that does this. You you can see this with, for example, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, one of their first really, really big kind of um, broad appeal games. They, They had done games like Baldur's Gate before, but that was very much like Dungeons and Dragons centric. And even though the same rules were in place in Knights of the Old Republic, I think using the Star Wars label drew a lot more people in that otherwise may not have been interested. And it's widely regarded as as still the best Star Wars game, or certainly it makes everyone's top three. And in that game, you repeatedly make choices that, because of the framing of the Star Wars universe, lead down the light side or the dark side. Uh, And so... You know, at one point, you you are given a character. You can choose to kill or spare them. If you spare them, uh, you get light side points. If you kill them, you get dark side points. And and these points don't just affect the story. They affect what powers you can use. For example, uh, Force Lightning uh, is a dark side-oriented power. If you look at the movies, of course, whenever you see lightning, it's, you know, the Emperor or it's or it's Darth Sidious or something. It, it's, it's a bad guy. Uh, the, the Jedi don't directly use the Force to kill, so they don't use Force Lightning. Healing, on the other hand, is something that light side Jedi are better at, so if you want to be able to keep yourself alive longer, you might want to go light-sided. Those are the game mechanics it affects. The story mechanics are how the story plays out. How your, you know, whether your character, uh, without giving too many spoilers, uh, exists on a redemption arc, or exists on a control and power arc. Uh, And so, morality in that case, and I'm trying to avoid giving spoilers for Nightsea Republic, if you haven't played it, absolutely recommend it, uh, is is portrayed in a binary light. And this makes sense in the Star Wars universe. What is the Star Wars universe if not the struggle of light over dark? Uh, This is also, for example, why... Uh, Red Letter Media often says that the Star Wars universe is just not capable of telling better stories than 
A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi because of that light-dark dichotomy. Uh, there have been a few pieces of Star Wars media that have tried to break that dichotomy. Uh, you saw a little bit with The Last Jedi. Also, in the New Jedi Order series, there's a book, Traitor, which is really good. But ultimately, any attempts to do that get retconned away, and we end up with just light-dark dichotomy. And, you know, again, it works in the Star Wars universe. But I would go a step to say, I think it's overused. And to do that, let's spend a minute talking about the Mass Effect series. In the Mass Effect universe, morality takes on a similar uh, binary distribution, except instead of light side and dark side, it's presented as Paragon and Renegade. The idea of the Mass Effect universe is your character, Commander Shepard, is going to save humanity. That's the goal. You don't, it's not, uh, do I save humanity or do I kill humanity? You don't take over humanity. It's just, hey, do I save, you know, not even just humanity, but the galaxy in one way or another. And, and that's, that's how it's presented. The idea of Paragon is you try to save everyone, um, you know, with, with thinking about humans and trying to do good and, and trying to be fair, um, trying to be nice, I guess, versus a renegade is complete the mission at all costs. The mission matters more than anything. And that's, that's how it's presented, although it's not how it's often uh, interacted with. For example, at one point you're given a mission to go to a colony of uh, biotic zealots, which biotics in, is a Mass Effect Universe uh, term for basically psychics. And you want to make peace with them. And the, the Paragon choice is you actually make peace with them and arrest their leader, which is the goal of the mission. The Renegade choice is you kill the leader and all of them. So, you know, it fails a bit in practice where sometimes the Paragon choice is just being a jerk or doing evil things, not putting the mission above all else. And it got better by Mass Effect 3, but still in Mass Effect 1, there's a lot of points where... It just feels like light and dark side by another name. And I have a problem with this in the Mass Effect universe because the Mass Effect universe is meant to be believable and real and lived in. Uh, the idea is that the Mass Effect universe is meant to be what humanity could actually be in, in say, 100 years, 180 years or so. Uh, in, in practice, it falls into that light-dark dichotomy a bit too much of good and evil. You're either making good choices or evil choices. And I, and I think my problem with that is that not every choice is so clearly delineated. The world is not mostly filled with a bucket of good people and a bucket of bad people, and most of the people you meet do not neat, neatly fall into one bucket, and most of the people you study in history don't neatly fall into one bucket. And this is, you know, human morality is incredibly complicated. It is a lot of different factors at play that you have to consider. You can do things with good intentions that result in what we would consider to be evil outcomes. And similarly, you can do things with bad intentions or even potentially selfish intentions that actually do produce good. And, and, and the question about you know, whether those are the moral actions when there's a misalignment between incentive and result, I think matters. For example, in Mass Effect 1, there is a point where 
you are able to choose whether to save or destroy uh, a last remaining member of a very hostile species. That is, the, the species historically almost brought the entire galaxy to its knees uh, through, through warfare. You know, not just billions dying, potentially trillions dying. And there's one member of this species alive, and you can release them and trust that they won't repeat the mistakes of their ancestors, or you can destroy them to prevent that. And, and in the game, it presents, and it, it makes sense within the framework of how they define Paragon and Renegade, but in the game, the Paragon choice is you save that individual, you release them, you give them a chance, and the Renegade choice is you destroy them to prevent them from causing harm. What I wish the series did a better job of, because I, I, without too many spoilers from Mass Effect 3, it turns out that whatever decision you make doesn't really matter, uh, unfortunately. It's, it's one of the decisions in the game that just was not handled well. Um, but what I wish the games would have done is they would have done a better job of a Paragon choice that is a, a quote, good choice, uh, backfiring. And, and I feel like Mass Effect specifically doesn't do that as well as another Bioware game, Dragon Age, where oftentimes if you let someone live, it can come back to haunt you in the sense that they will come back and try to kill you again. Um, or they will make it to where uh, another character dies and you can't save them because you showed mercy earlier. I'm not saying that every choice should be that way, of course. What I just mean is I think... I would like to see a better emphasis on morality, the interactions of morality and consequences. But the choice I really want to focus on when it comes to morality and how the game systems of Paragon and Renegade, I think, actively work against having a, a real honest moral moment uh, relates to a particular decision in Mass Effect 2. And, I, and I've linked in this video, uh, or excuse me, in this podcast, a video to an extra credits discussion of the same thing, and necessarily I'm going to repeat some things from their discussion, but I, I think it, it, it really presents how um, the forcing of video game systems, I think, can, can lead to what would, could otherwise be bad game design. First, necessarily, let's talk about how the Paragon and Renegade system works in Mass Effect, as I said before, you make a choice that's Paragon or Renegade, but you also get points based on those choices. So if you make quote-unquote Paragon decisions, you get Paragon points. If you make Renegade decisions, you make Renegade points. And the way the game is structured, it encourages you to stack one or the other. That is to say, if you start making Paragon decisions, you should keep making Paragon decisions, and you'll be rewarded from a gameplay standpoint. Similarly, if you start making renegade decisions, you should keep making renegade decisions. This is problematic because it makes it to where each choice can only be viewed through the lens of, if I want to be Paragon, which should I do? Not which is the better decision, but for the stat that I'm trying to stack, which should I be doing? And I think that robs a lot of what should be interesting when we're exploring morality in games, the idea that each decision really should be considered on its own merits, and you should honestly try to do with each decision what you feel is best. Instead, I found myself just knowing, hey, top right is the Paragon decision, bottom right is the Renegade decision, I'm doing a 
Paragon playthrough, I'll just always pick the top right option. It's not great. Um, and, and, and in a particular decision point, it really doesn't even make sense, I think, to apply good and evil in this particular decision. Uh, in Mass Effect 2, there is a point where you invade, uh, and there are necessarily some spoilers for Mass Effect 2 here. You invade a Geth ship. Geth are, in the Mass Effect universe, sentient AI. They are, you know, sentient robots, effectively. Except not really the robots themselves. They're programs that can exist on a server and can download themselves onto a mobile platform, a.k.a. a robot, control that, and then move back to the server. Um... You, you invade this ship, and you're ultimately given a choice. And, and the reason you invade the ship is that this particular ship of Geth uh, have, been, have, have, have been separated from the rest of the Geth. The Geth is having factionalism, which they had never had before. Again, sentient AI, but they don't think like biologicals, uh, like us, where we, are. We, we have, you know, liberal and conservative. They didn't have that until... They had this schism over uh, a group called the Reapers, which play a central antagonistic role in the Mass Effect universe. The Reapers, um, to some subset of the Geth, are seen literally as gods. Literally as, like, the same way that uh, uh, humans would look on to religious figures. That's how this group of Geth views them, as gods. The other group of Geth view... uh, the Reapers as a threat, as something that will destroy them, and so they want to oppose them. So you are working with a particular member of the Geth who opposes the Reapers, because of course uh, Commander Shepard, the, the, the arc of the story is fighting against the Reapers. Um, and you're given a choice while invading the ship. One is to destroy the ship, and in doing so, kill all the Geth who again are worshipping the Reapers as gods, on board. The other choice is to reprogram the Geth, to change their perception so they no longer worship the Reapers as gods. That, that's, that's your choice. That's your dichotomy. Either destroy them or reprogram them. And I will tell you now that the game has a Paragon and Renegade choice. The Paragon choice is to reprogram the Geth, and the Renegade choice is to blow up the Geth. But is, is that really, like, the framing of, of good and bad? Is it good to go in and, and reprogram a sentient entity such that it no longer believes something it believed? Let's take this to a human metaphor. Um, I have family members who are... Um, and I'm not trying to get too political here, but they, they support a political uh, individual that I very much don't. Is it at all moral for me to, if possible, hypnotize them so that way every time they see that particular individual politician that they get sick? Something like uh, Clockwork Orange, if you will. That, that, uh, that I, I, I hypnotize them such that they can no longer stand that individual. Would that be a moral thing to do? Even if I truly believed that the individual they like is immoral... Would it be moral of me to reprogram them against their will, potentially? Uh, the, the way it's framed in the Extra Credits video is actually more dire, because the thing is the Geth are literally at war. 
That is, there there can't be a third option of make peace with the Geth here. The Geth, who are supporting the Reapers, want to wipe out all life in the galaxy, including you. There can't be a peace with that. The Geth, who are not that way, you, who who don't worship the Reapers, you can make peace with them. And in fact, you 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 have the option to make peace with them throughout the story. Um, which is the better option? Is it? Is it to, knowing that you are at war, is it to fight the war on honest grounds, and in doing so, blowing up the Geth ship would be there, or would it be to completely reprogram an entire group of sentient individuals to believe the way that you believe, and to believe it so thoroughly that if they were to encounter their former selves, who, who do worship the Reapers and want to show their life, the only result could be war. Which is the moral choice there? I think both choices are bad. I think both are really bad. But necessarily, you have to make one choice. And this brings me to uh, a completely different piece of fiction. But I want to address The Witcher. Uh, the Witcher series uh, come out on Netflix. I have finished the books. I love them. And in the first Witcher short story that was uh, showed on Netflix, although it's the second in the, the book The Last Wish, uh... The Witcher, Geralt, finds himself in a town of Blaviken, and he meets with a wizard named Stregobor. And Stregobor is trying to convince the Witcher to act a certain way, to act in accordance with what he refers to as the lesser evil. And there's this uh, famous quote from The Witcher, and I'll read it now. Evil is evil. Lesser, greater, middling, makes no difference. The degree is arbitrary. The definition's blurred. If I'm to choose between one evil and another, I'd rather not choose at all. This is one of the most quoted things from the Witcher story, but I don't think people realize this quote is intentionally ironic. If you continue watching the show, or you continue reading the, uh, the, the short story, by the end of the short story, if the Witcher continues to not act, potentially dozens of innocent people will be killed. If he chooses to do nothing, people will die. So, he chooses the lesser evil. He chooses to work with Stregobor and to defeat the effective group of bandits that are led by the, the person Stregobor is trying to capture. Um, the, the point of the story, ironically, that quote is all about how sometimes... Even though you don't want to choose the lesser evil, you actually have to do so. Because doing nothing is an even greater evil than what you'd pick. Sometimes there are no good choices. That's actually the point of the story, and that quote gets so misused, which, which drives me crazy. This Mass Effect story is, I think, the same instance. The worst outcome is doing nothing, because that will mean the war goes on. More people will die because there are more soldiers fighting the war. And explicitly in this case, the, the, the Reaper-worshipping Geth want to kill everyone else. So doing nothing isn't an option. Both the other options, blowing up the ship that the Geth are on, or reprogramming them, are also bad. And so you have to decide which of those is less bad in your mind. Even if you got the third choice, which of those three would be the worst or the, the, the least bad? Because none of them are good. 
I don't think it's fair to say. And this is where I think video games miss a lot on morality, where they try to present uh, very often a, a good and bad choice. And I think it, it, that, along with other media, I think can trick people into thinking that the world is filled, as, as I said earlier, that people think the world is filled with good and bad people. And that it's easy to distinguish the two, and that rational people would agree on the two. I'm not saying there aren't evil people. There are people we can point to in history that reasonable, rational people agree acted evilly and acted, in, acted well. But there's a lot of people in between. There's a lot of people that have done horrible things and good things in the same lifetime. And I think by forcing that complex choice about the Geth into Paragon and Renegade, good guy, bad guy, choices, Mass Effect robbed itself of its own interesting moral dilemma. Instead, I think it would have been better if the Paragon Renegade system were completely divorced from that choice. That is to say that you are left with that choice not knowing if you made the right decision. And sure, you can see how the game plays out. You know, you make the choice one way, see how the game plays out, make the choice another way, see how the game plays out. But we can't just judge moral choices based on their outcomes. Sometimes... We make the right choice and bad things still happen. Sometimes we make a good choice or a bad choice and good things happen. Human morality is incredibly complicated. And I worry that games strive too much to boil it down to good and evil. So with that, that is my rant on why the Mass Effect 2 choice, using the game system of Paragon Renegade, robbed a, a very interesting moral question of its substance. And... With that, hopefully next week we will be back to our regular schedule. We'll see you all then. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, as usual, of course, feel free to go onto our uh, uh, anchor page. That is, uh, if you go to regraderequest.com, it will take you there. There you can, of course, uh, follow uh, on our platform of choice. Uh, whether you like Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, whatever. Follow there. Uh, like, subscribe. And we will see you all next time. Take care. And as always, watch for falling goats. Especially those renegade goats. They're bad news. There's, there's bad goats. Paragon goats, I mean, you don't want them to land.